It can only be attributable to human error. Where will we go next? It's a phantom from another time. My name is Alex Daikaiju. To my left, Jasmine with across from us, Eli Watson. And you're listening to Cryptid, Cryptid Campfire. Campfire. Welcome back, everybody, to Tome 2. We have a very special eight weeks planned ahead. We're going to be taking the next eight weeks to talk about Bigfoot, the most well known cryptid basically in the world. Um, Eli, tell us about the theme that we're going with for this tome. Yeah, so we're going with the, uh, we're hiking up Bigfoot Mountain tonight. tonight. We are setting up a a little base camp, and next week we'll be traveling all the way up uh, to, the, to the next stage. I said next week, but I meant in the next eight weeks, we'll be Ooh. all the way up to the top, the tippity top, and we'll see where we go from there, but uh, today. So, so yeah, to- we're uh, covering basically <clears throat> the uh, kind of general information mm-hmm. about Bigfoot, mm-hmm. like theories, legends, general Who overview, he is, what he does, like who is this Bigfoot? We're gonna let you know. What's his name? Does he have? <laughs> does he have a kid? Or her name? Should we say? Oh, yeah. yeah, that's right. Um, but yeah, when you say the word Bigfoot, nobody really ever says what's that. Like Bigfoot's kind of like one of the most well-known mm-hmm. cryptids mm-hmm. around the country. But I unless, will say, go ahead. Unless I asked this lady who works at the bread place across from me. She's from Sweden. I asked her, so what's up? What do you think about Bigfoot? And she said. What's Bigfoot? And I showed her. I showed her a picture of Patty, and uh, she just she'd never seen it before. <laughs> I'm not even. She has no idea what Bigfoot is. She's right. been living a whole life in the dark. Well, for the most part, <laughs> nobody's ever like, "What's Bigfoot?" But like, I I guess if you're from out of the country, it makes yeah. sense. I mean, but if you're like in the United States, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. He's, he's like the most American cryptid yeah. he's like fr- front and center mm-hmm. but i didn't even know a lot about the history or the origin of bigfoot until i started the research for this podcast mm-hmm. so we're gonna get a little bit into it uh mm-hmm. eli why don't you start off with the definition that you wanted to provide oh sure okay uh all right so this definition is provided by our good friend lauren coleman mm-hmm. i say that because i want to be his friend <laughs> uh he you follow wrote, him on Twitter. I do follow him on Twitter, and he responded to my Krampus tweet. Ooh. Um, Lauren Coleman wrote a book called Bigfoot, The True Story of Apes in America. Very good book. I highly recommend it. This definition comes from it. I kind of paraphrased it because it went on for a very long time. <laughs> but I think it's a very thorough definition of what a Bigfoot or a Sasquatch is. So... We're looking at a bipedal hominid species native to, but not exclusive to, the Pacific Northwest. You know, that's like Canada. You know, that's that's basically the region from lower Alaska all the way down to Northern California. Mm-hmm. Um, he estimates that the population size of a Bigfoot, of the Bigfoot population, is two to 4,000 uh, individuals. Okay. That's interesting. I've never... I didn't look into that yeah. at all. How well, many Bigfoots are there? Yeah. I don't know. You mean there's more than one Bigfoot? Yes. There's big feet? There are. 
But also Bigfoots is acceptable. That's what, <laughs> that's what Wikipedia said. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. a group of Bigfoots or a group of big feet. <laughs> yeah. So it's an upright, like I said, upright bipedal hominid, uh, ranging anywhere from six to nine feet tall. Mm-hmm. Uh, breasts are visible on females. Mm-hmm. Uh, penises have been seen on males. <laughs> oh my! I'm just I'm getting straight Big, to the science. Bigfoot's packing, man. Oh yeah. Uh, both genders have sagittal crests. Uh, on the what top is... of the head. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which, uh, what is that, the the big cone on the so, head? So, yeah, it's basically when you, like, if you clench your jaw right now, mm-hmm. you can feel the jaw muscles go all the way up to the side of your head, and it actually attaches at the top. Yeah. So humans don't really have sagittal crests. You can feel it a little bit. There's a little ridge but on the But there's no real need for it? No. Considering, like, our dietary and the way we eat and yeah. stuff. So, and the a lot of the gray apes have them, mm-hmm. um, and that's why they have, like, such crazy strong jaw muscles, because the bigger your sagittal crest is, the bigger, bigger your, your jaw mu- muscles are. So, um, the eyes on a Bigfoot are small, round, and dark. Uh, short hair covers most of the body. It's short, shaggy hair. The hair is dark among younger specimens, and it changes as they get older, turning mm. into a reddish brown. Some even have been seen with silver hair. Mm. Uh, a Bigfoot print, like a footprint, is anywhere between four to nine inches in width and 11 and three-fourths of an inch to 20 inches in height, so or length. Uh, so they owe, they owe to the name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so midway through the foot is the split ball or double ball arrangement, which is unique to these primates. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically you have the ball of your foot, but they seem to have two, mm-hmm. one right behind the other. Interesting. Uh, which once we once we really get into it next week about the Patterson and Gimlin thing. There's a lot of things in the way it walks that I feel like a double ball would kind of account for. Mm -hmm. Uh, Bigfoot have five toes. Uh, Four-toed prints have been reported, Mm -hmm. though it is not common. They don't use tools. Uh, They use caves to dwell in. They appear to be vegetarian, but they have been seen to take other prey, like fish. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've heard stories of deer... Um, they're highly vocal with high-pitched whistles and screams, howls, and weird sounds like, and I quote, eek, eek, eek. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they seem to be primarily nocturnal, uh, sightings at dawn and dusk. Uh, sometimes they've been known to kidnap humans. Oh, yeah. Uh, but they tend to avoid metal objects like guns or cameras. They seem to have a heightened sense of smell. And they have a history of negative interactions with dogs. Mm. And they've been known to kill dogs. Mm. It's because they got a feud sad. with dogmen. It's true. <laughs> so yeah, like you said, Pacific Northwest is where these are these are most known for. But uh, the Bigfoot Field Researchers Organization has listed at least one report from every state except Hawaii. So there's been Bigfoot sightings all over the country except for the island of Hawaii. In fact, the only continent that hasn't had any type of Bigfoot, Sasquatch, whatever sighting is Antarctica. Wow. I was going to say, Bigfoot, if you're listening out there, go to Hawaii. Get some sun. Take a vacation. Surf a little bit. Yeah. Take a break. You earned it. (laughs) So, yeah, you were talking about the sounds. um, And I know that we're... 
So we have this layout, and week three is where we're going to be talking about a lot of evidence and hard evidence and things that mm-hmm. have been recorded and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, one of those that we'll get more into when that week comes around is the Sierra Sounds, mm-hmm. uh, but that relates to what people have been talking about. <laughs> they nicknamed it Samurai Chatter. Have you guys heard of that? Uh-uh. Uh, it seems so, slightly racist. It, yeah, it really does. <laughs> oh, no. It does because it does. Like, it's like, oh, that sounds cool. Like, samurais <laughs> are always awesome. Then you think about well, it, you're like, oh, I feel like maybe we should call it something else. Well, that's the thing. Let's is, call it squeak chatter. Well, squeak chatter. It's, it's nicknamed that because it sounds, the, the recordings that were taken on these these Sierra sounds, it sounds like whoops, howls, whistles, hollers, blah blah blah, rapid fire utterances that are thought to be Sasquatch speech. But then it gets to this point where it sounds like a non-Japanese speaker trying to impersonate a Japanese samurai from a movie or a TV mm. show or well, something like that. Well, that would be because with the Sierra sounds, it was them trying to trying to communicate right because they started right. doing they're back it's a back yeah. and forth uh is that what you're describing yeah okay for sure i got lost they're <laughs> bigfoots are big fans of akira kurosawa yeah <laughs> they're just they're just playing yojimbo and trying to, to do the plot but it's just it's very interesting to to think about the types of sounds that they make because that's not something i mean even if we don't want to call it that yeah like mm-hmm. that's still not something that you would expect to come from a bigfoot yeah watch mm-hmm. this this strange like they they hoop they holler they spit fire <laughs> dropping their new mixtape i see what you're saying <laughs> so yeah that's that's a little that's actually a lot about Bigfoot. Yeah, that was a well, very in depth definition. Kind of, kind of that's a, why that's why I kind of wanted to lead with it because yeah. it's just so. It's a I good upfront. You know, yeah. if you don't know Bigfoot, that's all the the bullet points you need to know. Yeah, know. And we'll kind of go in, dissect, and kind of build mm-hmm. up and right. let you know everything behind it because there's a lot of history to Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's so much. But I have a quick question to ask you guys because I'm sure we're going to get asked by our audience members, so I figure we should just get it out of the way now. Mm -hmm. Do you believe in Bigfoot? I'll answer at the end of the show. (laughs) (laughs) That way you got to (laughs) listen. All right, I'm down. Yeah, at the end of the show, yeah. Let's wait. Yeah, there's a little hook to keep you guys listening because as soon as we say our answers, oop, the podcast turns off. I don't think so. (laughs) I don't think that's why people are listening. I don't think there's really many people... Chopping at the bit to know if Eli, Alex, and Jasmine really believe in Bigfoot. But, <laughs> but I think that'll be fun to save towards the end. For sure. Especially mm-hmm. as we tell you all the info about mm-hmm. Bigfoot and let you know what we kind of found out, which is some pretty, pretty great stuff, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Eli had mentioned that they have been known to sometimes attack dogs mm-hmm. uh, and things like that. There's a lot of native groups in the Pacific Northwest region that have stories of wild ape men mm-hmm. uh, in their culture. It varies slightly by region and culture, um, mm-hmm. and it actually ranges. So there's stories about wicked human-like beasts that carry away even children, mm-hmm. uh, but then there are more stories. Oh, I just hit my mic. I hope that didn't mess anything up. <laughs> Looks fine to me. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, there's other stories uh, about creatures who are like more benign and they try to hide in the woods and actually avoid the modern world. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So lead us into it. I will. I was just. I actually don't have a lot of information. Uh, I know. Tradition. Uh, yeah, I, I have 
kind of the same the same thing I always do. I because mm-hmm. if I go too deep into one, then I feel like I have to go too deep into another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have just kind of surface level stuff for for each one. But in California, there's a century old pictographs drawn by the Yokuts, uh, which is an Indian people of the San Joaquin Valley. Uh, in California, and it appears to show a family of giant creatures with long, shaggy hair called, I, I botch these things every time, yeah. and I've tried so hard to, like, research YouTube <laughs> videos on how to pronounce stuff, and there's not really a lot out there, but the best I can say is the, these men, these shaggy, long-haired men are called Mayak Tat, which means literally hairy men, mm. uh, uh, and the image bears a resemblance to the commonly held vision of Bigfoot. I guess these pictographs have been like found on rocks and in, you know, on walls and things like that. Mm, that's cool. Um, some tribes really love Bigfoot, and mm-hmm. they have like a great relationship with him, uh, says Kathy Strain, who's author of the book Giants, Cannibals, and Monsters, Bigfoot and Native Culture. Uh, she's also an archaeologist with the U.S. Forest Service. Mm. Uh, but there are tribes like the Miwoks of Central California to which he is considered an ogre, a monster, and something to be left alone. Ooh. Mm. So that's... That's, that's interesting because I have stuff on that. Okay. A lot of stuff on that. Yeah. Go for it then. Uh, I don't know. What, what does Alex have though? Cause uh, not too much on this much? area. Okay. Um, I well, kinda, all my sources actually didn't have a lot for Native American history for mm-hmm. Bigfoot, okay. um, well, which, which is kind of crazy because yeah. he's so in tune with it. So, this is what I have, and it kind of brings up. Wait, what? <laughs> Hold on. I just want while Eli is looking for his notes, I want to tell everyone that when we arrived to record tonight, we went into Eli's room, and he had a whole stack of books that he recently bought. I've been in it with about Bigfoot and Sasquatch yeah. and cryptids. Like, if you guys have any wonder about who may do the most in-depth research it's definitely eli oh yeah he's yeah. out here buying books <laughs> and i'm just at home googling the internet i, I, was, I was gonna say eli's got a, a stack of books uh jasmine uses the internet and i got my book monsters and mythic beasts that is updated to 1984 <laughs> <laughs> very very current so it's very current it's got a lot of good facts and a lot of questionable uh stances on races oh jeez. <laughs> So, a lot of my Native American lore comes from John Green's book, uh, Sasquatch, The Apes Among Us. Mm. Uh, So, John Green was a pioneer in cryptozoology, Mm -hmm. brought a very uh, scientific approach to it, if you will, as opposed to people like... John Keel, who, who just kind of like ran away with their ideas. <laughs> he uh, ran around giving everyone the fickle finger of fate. <laughs> yeah, John Green uh, was a journalist, I believe, just a regular journa- journalist for about thirty years before uh, getting into Bigfoot by pure accident. And this was—he's really heavily involved with the Patterson Gimlin film, which we'll talk about. Next week, definite. He was he was one of the first people to even watch the film, yeah. Which I think is very interesting. But uh, I actually think this quote coming up is from Lauren Coleman back in his other in the other book I mentioned previously, Bigfoot: The True Story of Apes in America, and it concerns a cryptid we talked about last tome involving the Wendigo. Okay. Which I which I thought was like, hmm, what is this? Because we we talked about how the Wendigo was a cannibal mm-hmm. spirit. Mm-hmm. It it kind of possessed people. 
And that still seems true even if you view it in a different lens. And this is what Lauren Coleman has to say about it. Uh, the cannibalism attributed to the Wendigo is specific to Eastern hairy hominids. Because, I'm going to say here, he he. there's the Pacific Northwest Bigfoot, mm-hmm. and then there's the one in eastern the east coast okay which is skinnier and a little bit taller so uh, different different it's a different we got breeds, we, we got a east coast and a west coast bigfoot oh yeah oh wow uh, it makes sense though because i mean like mm-hmm. think about things like dogs like there's there's dogs but there's so many breeds yeah of mm-hmm. dogs like why or, or even be... like like apes like mm-hmm. let alone apes yeah. there's so many yeah. types of apes so and why stuff wouldn't so there be different breeds of bigfoot mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he says anthropologist grover Krantz, who seemed to not have studied these traditions very closely, referring to the Wendigo traditions, is to be excused for falling into the usual misunderstandings of these traditions of the Wendigo when he too quickly sensed that they have all been based on stories of cannibal Indians. Mm. The natives clearly thought of these hairy cannibal giants as non-Indians, as a separate tribe. Right. Several tribes, you know, think of Sasquatch as their own tribe. Mm Mm-hmm. and which is, seems to be interesting to me. But uh, this, is, this is where I'll get into a little bit of John Green, because he talked about this story. Uh, this occurs in the Pacific Northwest. It was about a native chief who spotted a Sasquatch grabbing clams from a river. Okay. And he, and I'm, I'm really paraphrasing this down. There's so much detail to this story. But the chief had a musket on him and went to where the Bigfoot was stashing the clams because he found it. Mm -hmm. And so he waited till the Bigfoot came back and then tried to shoot it. But when he shot at it, the musket just blew up in his face. Ooh. So it's kind of like this whole, like, there's a supernatural element Mm -hmm. because a lot of them... Here we go. There's another one here that... uh, And it kind of goes into the word Sasquatch. Where does the word Sasquatch come from? Uh, One word that they think it might come from is the word Skookum. So, skookum is a word that's used all over the Pacific Northwest. There's probably, when when the good old white folks showed up, mm-hmm. they just kind of attributed the skookum. Because skookum was an skookum. adjective that they used to describe places. Yeah. But then the white people were just like, hey, that's the name of this place. So, everything, oh. everything's skookum lake, skookum mountain, skookum creek. You know, everything's skookum. Skookum and kookum. But skookum is like... I think it means terrifying uh-huh. or powerful. And uh, there is a, a valley that they, they called Skookum Valley mm-hmm. um, that the Native Americans wouldn't enter. They wouldn't guide white people in there because they believed that their gods lived there. Oh, okay. And there's, in, in that rough area, there's plenty of sightings of Bigfoot Interesting. nowadays. So it's weird to think that the, they're like more, they, they view them as more than just animals yeah i like kind of like uh i mean we'll get into this later but mm-hmm. the yeti is like a cousin of bigfoot i mean it's actually uh, a lot of notice to bigfoot came because people were like this is a bombable snowman mm-hmm. you know across the world now we got a bombable snowman in america yeah. too uh but you know you you think of the yeti and you're like oh it's just like a big gorilla that you know is hanging out in the mountains but yeah the superpowers like supernatural stuff attributed to him you know, like weird instances of weather and stuff. So, mm. you know, there could be some kind of 
supernatural power to these things, you know. Right, and I think we'll talk a little bit about that in the the missing four one one episode. Yeah, especially in regards to strange weather happening. Yeah, we 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 got a whole outline of crazy episodes that oh, we're yeah. gonna be going through. So we're gonna be dropping like little hints as we kind of oh yeah go through all this stuff because a lot of it cross sex. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have this. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to be the only one talking for a while, but. I mean, uh, you got a lot of this info, okay. I believe, so if you just all right, all go right. off, we'll chime in if anything kind of peaks what we have. I know, Jasmine, you have some kind of points. Well, like I've said in the past, I, I usually just hit the surface level stuff. Like, I kind of get the, the, like, one point, and then... The cliff notes. Other people, yeah, yeah, basically. Because yeah. I, don't, I don't really have... I don't have any of what I mean, you just said. This at all. I, this is stuff you can't find on the internet. Mm-hmm. This is why I like get I books. Like I said, he's yeah. got the books. Yeah, man. I, don't I gotta have get the, the book. time got, or the money for the, books. Yeah. I know, right? A book? What is that? I know. I had to get these books, dude. Had to. Had to. Anyways, uh, this one, this little story, I was reading, and it sounds a lot like another hominid that we've talked about on the show before. Okay. Uh. Fresno Nightcrawler. Oh, the walking <laughs> pants monsters. Yeah, they're back, baby. And Bigfoots are wearing them. <laughs> oh my gosh! You need to draw that. <laughs> they team up and they get superpowers. And it's Bigfoot wearing Nightcrawler pants. That's That'd be hilarious. Sick. And he's got uh, an, um, a giant <laughs> uh, Vietnam snake scarf that he wears. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so in Upper New York, uh, the Iroquois have this the Iroquois stone giants stone mm-hmm. giants why did I say that way uh, and here's hey, a you quote. got the New York stone giants hey, <laughs> forgot about it so here's a quote from John Green he says they were huge in stature huge in stature unacquainted with the bow and employing stones for weapons mm. in awesome combat fights they fought one another uprooting the tallest trees and rending the earth in fury Commonly, they are depicted as cannibals. So that kind of reminds me of two things, actually. Obviously, the stones for weapons. Yeah, the rock apes. The rock apes. And the second one, with the whole trees, it kind of... The Nialmo, I think that's what it's called. The Is it the big... The giant Yeti cousin. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? The one that used to shake the trees and yeah. everyone would clap in a circle. Yeah. Around. What? Yeah. You don't remember that? We, no. Yeah. A little refresher. We, uh, we In the Yeti episode, we talked about there's, like, versions of the yeti that are running around and there's like the giant 17 foot tall one yeah and a smaller and a group will a smaller ones will crowd go crowd around them mm-hmm. they'll just start going ah! <laughs> shaking the trees and they're like they start clapping I do not remember. we talked and, and about we, we equated yeah. it to like a picture of giant oh elmo because it's like i think what? red <laughs> yeah. listen guys listen guys when i tell you that like when I say we record an episode and then it leaves my brain, it freaking leaves <laughs> yeah. my brain. I do not remember any of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, go listen to our Yeti episode. There's oh, some man. pretty I don't good know if info I want on that. To. <laughs> That's pretty. I'm great. surprised that you remember that. Uh, every so there. often, it comes. It comes back. Yeah, it's like <laughs> flashbacks. It comes back. I was gonna ask you. So, obviously, Bigfoot is the good. Uh, Americanized name for him, mm-hmm. but he's also known as Sasquatch. Sasquatch. And 
you said well, where yeah, did that where Skookum? do you think that name comes from from Skookum? Uh, no, not Skookum. I kind of misspoke earlier. It's not the word Skookum that it comes from, but There's a couple possibilities, aren't there? Yeah, because Skookum, I've, I've seen a couple well. different words. But the one that I keep getting is uh Let's see where is it? I have no idea how to say this. Seskik? Is it? I think it's the S A S G E T S with like a little apostrophe in the uh, middle. No, that's not. That's not how I got it. Oh, okay. Whoa. Well, I got. I Here got, comes the Bronze Age. I was, oh no! It's <laughs> happening! It's happening again. <laughs> we're back from my hiatus and we're falling apart. Uh, I, I guess I'll throw mine out real quick and then you can uh, say yeah. what yours is. So I got for Sasquatch, I believe, from the Canadian uh, tribes. Uh, of the up north, uh, it was in, I believe Salish is the tribe, mm. and the word is Sasgeet, and it's an and uh, an Americanization, Englishization of the term, because Sasgeet means like wild man, hairy man, mm. and that was the term they were like, hey, listen, like out in the forest, there's the hairy man, there's the giant things out there, like. Leave them be, you know, and they're, they're like, they're called the Sangeets, and they're like, yeah. they're called Sasquatches? <laughs> sure. So, I got basically the same thing, just different name and different tribe. Mm-hmm. So, I got S-E-S-Q-E-C. Okay. Seskik, uh, and it occurs in the Halkomelem. Don't know where that is, but uh, again, ang- Anglicanized version of it is Sasquatch. Yeah. Um. That's basically that's that's where Sasquatch. Uh, yeah, comes from. so I guess it's just uh, all no, the nobody calls him Sasquatch. Only white people. Yeah, <laughs> the, it's it's kind of like um, uh, Godzilla. Yeah, because in the the Japanese name is Gojira, mm. and then when they're bringing it over to America, they're like, ah, uh, Gojira, uh, Godzilla. Like yeah. we'll call him that, you know. Uh, and so that's so it's that's the uh, the Americanized name. The uh, mm-hmm. what was it? The Angelicization. Anglicanization. Yeah. Yes. That term. <laughs> yeah. Coming from Anglo-Saxon, right? Yeah. I believe so, which is English, more or less. Yeah, yeah, more or less. <laughs> the logistics of it all. But yeah, so I guess it's, uh, there's the term, each tribe region has their own kind of name for it, and then they all kind of, if you say them wrong enough, they come out Sasquatch. Yeah. I also have one story from John Green, and I think this is very interesting, to just how serious Native Americans take Sasquatch. Mm-hmm. Native Americans take a lot of these legends very seriously. Very seriously. More seriously than we do. E- oh, I mean, yeah. uh, as we find out, half the time they're like, well, we don't like to talk about it, mm-hmm. yeah. so don't say the name. Or we're like, hey, everyone, we're talking about skinwalkers today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this story occurs in 1938. Uh, the, the guy it's about is J.W. Burns. This is mm-hmm. how we got the story. Uh, in Harrison Springs. Do you have this? Keep going, maybe. Uh, uh, it's Harrison Springs, British yeah. Columbia. Mm-hmm. May 23, at a festival called Indian Sasquatch Days. Ben, did you want to take take it over? Me, no. I don't I don't have the full story. Like, I think you're about to. Mm-hmm. I just have... Um, so, the first major compilation of stories about Bigfoot appeared in the 1920s in this collection of local tales by J.W. Burns. Uh, oh. It, it, it's a... Uh, it's an it's a collection of different native stories describing similar man-like beasts, uh, and argued that they were all evidence of a single entity, which popularized 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 <laughs> the name of Sasquatch. Huh. 
That is very interesting background information I did not have. Well, there you go. Read yeah. on. All right. So this guy. J- I contributed. Yeah. J.W. Burns, that the guy who wrote that book, is uh, is here. He's at Indian Sasquatch Days. And uh, there's a British Columbia government official on the radio. He said something offensive. I said that like it was a question. It is pretty offensive because yeah. this is what the guy said over the radio. He said, of course, the Sasquatch are merely legendary Indian monsters. No white man has ever seen one and they do not exist today. Mm. And it caused, because I don't know why he would say that. He was he was the Howard Stern of his day, just like yeah. being like, I'm the devil's advocate. I can say this and get away with it. Well, it turns out you can't because... <laughs> Mofo. Uh, all the Indians who, or the natives who understood English mm-hmm. uh, got really crazy. Over 2,000 of them. And they, the chief flying eagle, he walked across the stage, grabbed the mic from the guy and said in perfect English... The white speaker is wrong to all who hear now I say. Some white men have seen Sasquatch. Many Indians have seen them and spoken to them. Sasquatch are still around here. I have spoken. Mm. But I think it's interesting that he says many have spoken to them. Yeah. I think I we'll get into that a little bit later, I think. I was going to say, because I have, yeah, because I just have the, the little bullet point, uh, J.W. Burns. He came up the turn in, like, the 30s, but mm-hmm. I didn't know any of the background behind it. I yeah. couldn't find mm-hmm. much about him. Uh, and it's interesting how uh, Chief... Uh, flying Flying Eagle. Flying Eagle said he's talk- he's spoken to them. Because uh, I have the Sestales people. It's S-T-S apostrophe A-I-L-E-S. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> they said they had a close bond with the Sasgeets, or the Sasquatches. Oh. And they believe that the Bigfoot have the ability to travel between physical and spiritual worlds. Wild. Yeah. National travelers. Window followers, Window if you followers. will. <laughs> I know. Uh, but yeah, it's interesting that uh, it seems that some tribes do did actually have like relationships, or at least like knew about them, maybe talked with them, and was like, "Hey, listen, like, what's up? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. how's the how's the hunting today?" And the Bigfoots be like, "Ah, it's not too cool today. We're, <laughs> we're eating leaves today. <laughs> it's salad day." Yeah. So the records of Bigfoot sightings by non-natives in the USA supposedly began around the 1850s. Okay. Uh, Records of hunters encountering beasts who walked on two legs. 19th and early 20th century newspapers had whole sections devoted to miners, trappers, gold prospectors, and woodsmen claiming to have seen wild men, bear men, and monkey men. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. now, I didn't read into these stories, but there are stories from the 19th century, including the Wild Man of Crow Canyon hmm. and the Winstead Wild Man, both reporting large hairy creatures that looked like men but were not human. Uh, most famously, in 1924, a group of prospectors hunkered down in a cabin along the shoulder of Mount St. Helen in Washington State. Uh, and they claimed they were attacked late one night by a group of ape men. Uh, and later, one of the, the prospectors admitted that they were not unprovoked attacks because apparently he had been taking pot shots at the creatures earlier in the day. Oh, my goodness. I, I was, I was going to say, uh, we're kind of getting into the, 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 the sightings now, yeah. recorded sightings. Yeah. And a recording thing that I found is it's just like prospectors being like, yeah, I was hanging out, and a Bigfoot showed up and started <laughs> wrecking up everything, yeah. and it was wild. And then you're like, 
well, what happened? They're like, well, I was blowing up holes in the walls mm-hmm. with dynamite trying to find gold, or mm-hmm. I saw something I shot at, and it's like, oh, so you're showing up encroaching on Bigfoot territory, exactly. and yeah. when they start attacking, oh, Saints Preserve us, like... I know, right? Uh, I was going to say, the first, uh, I guess, non-Native uh, American sighting that I could find was back to 1811. Okay. And it's credited to uh, David Thompson in Jasper, Alberta. Uh, and he was an explorer and fur trader who ran with Lewis and Clark every so often. Really? really? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, and he was uh, he's one of the more famous guys who actually made maps. Like a lot of the early maps. He, following, he... following, following. Sorry, I had <laughs> Maroon 5 popped into my head as soon as he said maps. And oh. the song Maps just played in my head. I was going to say, well, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Uh, but he was trying to cross, I believe, the Rockies, trying to find a shortcut, when he found a set of 14-inch long by 8-foot wide footprints. Huh. And that's and he he, he wrote Wait, a de- say that again. Uh, he found a set of 14-inch long uh-huh. by 8-inch wide. Okay, footprints. you said eight. I thought you said 8-foot wide. Oh, at first. It, I was like, whoa. Just, just very wide heels. <laughs> uh, and he wrote it down, and that's the first. Uh, kind of accredited non-native okay. american sighting cool i hadn't read about that so yeah that was that that's was... way before 1850 mm-hmm. and then uh in 1850 hits and a lot of prospectors show mm-hmm, up mm-hmm. and then there's various ones um because in 1910 there was the mclead brothers i don't know if you guys got Ooh, that McLeod? What, what year uh, 1910. They're they're yeah, taking the Jersey that. Devil and making them really fast food. Jersey <laughs> Devil burgers, McLeeds, <laughs> McLeeds, uh, a billion sacrificed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, they actually were found beheaded at uh, their camp. Wait, who was? Uh, the the McLeed brothers. Oh. There were these two prospectors, and uh, they no one heard from them for a while, so they went to go check on them, and they found them beheaded. Okay, when you say beheaded, were their heads missing or were their heads there? Their heads were there. They were just cut off. Oh, okay. Uh, and it was the Nahant... Not that that matters or it means <laughs> anything. I just needed to know. <laughs> uh, well, the Nahani Valley is in northern Canada, and that's it's also now known as Headless Valley Yikes. since that incident. But people assume those Bigfoots because there were reports of like a group of uh, Bigfoots often just traveling around. But nobody knows that they did it. They just, I think it's unfair that it's attributed to Bigfoot sightings because these two guys were found, especially because prospecting was like, you know, people were like, I, I found some gold. And everyone's like, oh, great. And they walk over and stab them and start taking the gold. True. So if these guys found gold, some, another prospector showed up, killed them, and then the Bigfoot takes the blame for it. Yeah. That's messed up. Yeah. I feel like that's what happens a lot, though, is mm-hmm. cryptids are usually... The crypti- fall. Cryptids or mysterious creatures are the thing that, that terrible events get blamed on, whether mm-hmm. it's cattle or pets what if, or... What if the chupacabra is, like, trying to stop the goats and cattle from being attacked? There's something else out there, but he gets the blame because <laughs> his fingerprints are all over the, the crime. Yeah, yeah, a beheading doesn't sound like a Sasquatch. Yeah. How would, it, how would it even do that unless he especially, had, like, a machete or yeah, something? Yeah, especially because you know, we said they don't really use tools, yeah. so... 
just that for some reason that's been attributed to because they were in the area. Yeah. And that people sounds... had seen Bigfoots roaming around, so they just were like, Oh, Bigfoots killed these guys. It makes sense to try and connect that fear though to something like that, like an unknown mysterious creature. Oh my gosh, we found two dead guys in the woods. It must have been this scary thing mm-hmm. that people don't know about. Plus they're like they look human enough, so th- why not? They they use knacks. Yeah. But they don't. So and then that, that kind of leads into, uh, in 1918, uh, the group of prospectors in a shack were, I think, was that the one maybe you mentioned? They were attacked by eight feet tall Bigfoot. Uh, then they, it was like one of those things where just like some area, you know, they're prospecting, make a mess, and then Bigfoot show up and start throwing things around. But what's crazy about this one is uh, they claim that the Bigfoots were hypnotizing people. What? Using uh, ventriloquism to, like, try to lure the guys out. What? And apparently they could turn invisible at will. Oh, wild. Okay. We're learning a lot about Bigfoot today that I hadn't known previously. I I didn't know that either. Yeah, so that kind of leads into the uh, maybe mystical aspects of the Bigfoot, Mm -hmm. especially if they can turn invisible at will. Well, we'll talk more about the possible mystical aspects of the Bigfoot, too, later in our evidence episode, because Mm -hmm. uh, uh, everybody makes this argument about why is Bigfoot always blurry in the pictures and there might be a supernatural element to that too about how how Bigfoot can emit different light frequencies from its body Mm. to make pictures blurry. Yeah, I thought you were going to make that joke. Uh, the, where Bigfoot is just blurry. Well, that's what my dad, oh, yeah, dad yeah, genuinely just, thinks. He's just I'm, out of focus. I'm, o- I'm over that joke. He's I've heard it focus. so many times. It's not funny anymore. Hardy har har. <laughs> Hardy har har. Sorry, Dad. Eli clearly didn't like your joke. <laughs> that was my dad who commented on that post. Oh, no. I've been told that since 10th grade. Apologize <laughs> to my father, Eli. I'm sorry, Jasmine's dad. I didn't mean it. I didn't know that was you. Please don't pull your sponsor. <laughs> so, were there any other sightings that you wanted to mention before we talk about... Because uh, in 1958 is kind of when... when it's um, exactly where I was going to go. Yeah, Bigfoot kind of got popularized in America in 1958 with a certain article that came out in the Humboldt Times. Uh, journalist Andrew... Genzoli. Genzoli, I was going to say Genzoli. So I Genzoli. Uh, I just think it's funny. Genzoli. He had, res- he had hey, highlighted... Hey, you insult my Genzoli. What? Hey, Genzoli, have my, home- my math homework done next week or beat your face in. <laughs> So this is kind of a bummer, but it is kind of what starts Bigfoot being popular in United States culture because uh, he highlighted this letter from a reader about some loggers in Northern California who'd found large footprints. And one of his quotes in the article was, maybe we have a relative of the abominable snowman of the Himalayas. Uh, He wrote this uh, in the column alongside the letter that he highlighted. Um, And this, what, what? We talked about something else where somebody did a radio... I can't remember which cryptid. Someone the Chupacabra. Did, was it the Chupacabra? Yeah. With the... Um, what was well, some name? guy wrote a song or played something oh. on the radio. Yeah, and... it was a DJ host. He oh, well, he called it the goat sucker. And it's well, there, there, was, uh, there was the Chupacabra where the lady saw the thing and they talked about it sucked goats. And so the guy was like, hey, the goat sucker, ha ha. And then the name... But there was one That's of, not what I'm talking there, about. There yeah. was... Uh, someone made like a weird novelty song about is it the goat man 
Remember some DJ guy made a, a song? And he claimed that he'd never heard about yeah, the Yeah, it was Goatman, yeah. Was it Goatman? Yeah. Okay, and and so... he had, he had like, the guy being like, I was rocking down the way, and I saw a Goatman under the yeah, bridge. Yeah, and then he's like, like, I made it all up. And they're like, but that leads into the yeah. folklore of yeah. Goatman. So this is kind of like that, but not exactly, because he didn't claim to make any of this up. He just decided mm-hmm. to write this article because he thought it was entertaining, and he thought it would be interesting for the paper. It'd be a because, goof. Yeah, because he claimed... Uh, he said he thought it made a good Sunday morning story, but to his surprise, it fascinated a lot of readers. Uh, and so in response, he and another journalist published follow-up articles about the footprints, reporting that the loggers had given the creature a name, Bigfoot, and so the legend was born. Uh, so this story spread to the newspapers all across the country, uh, and there was a TV show called Truth or Consequences, who offered $1,000... <laughs> what a weird name. I know. <laughs> offered $1,000 to anyone who could prove the existence of Bigfoot. Uh, but, so all this is happening, you know, Bigfoot's in the news, everybody's trying to, like, figure out where this thing is, if it's real, whatever... Mm. And years later, it was revealed that this story was a hoax and that the footprints oh, yeah. had been planted and were created by a guy named Ray Wallace, who was the brother of the construction crew's overseer. Mm. So, But his prank wasn't revealed until he had died in 2002 mm. when all of his children came came forward and said it was just a joke. Dad was a liar. Wallace's That's nephew w- and oh. other relatives shared the story. And the pair of 16-inch wooden feet that were used to create the prints were, like, shown. Mm. So, okay, wait. But why? Why big feet? Of all things. I don't know. But <laughs> that's what go, started it all, Because he had to really. go buy big shoes. Hayuk, hayuk, hayuk. I don't know. But that's kind of what... what I mean, aside from some of the other, other evidence that we'll cover in later episodes, like... This was, I wouldn't say this was the most compelling, but this was the most popularized. Like, kickoff point Yeah, this was, it. like, the starting yeah. point for everybody's interest in Bigfoot mm, in the United right. States. <clears throat> well, three years after this incident, uh, we have Abominable Snowman, Legend Come to Life by Ivan T. Sanderson. Oh. Uh, that book is published in 1961, and it's considered to be one of the best books out there on the existence of other bipedal hominids in the world. And I have this book, and you guys saw it. It's true. It was like real paper and everything. It was a yeah, trip. Yeah, real, real paper. I was like, where's the auxiliary cord going? <laughs> <laughs> Where do I plug in my headphones? <laughs> and so the next major event in Sasquatchery I have is the... Next year? Is it? Well, I mean, because it's 1961, Ivan T. Sanderson. What happened in 62? Well, in 62, we lost a legend. Tom Slick passes away. No! Yeah! I did not know that. He actually... So Tom Slick, we mentioned him in the Yeti episode. He was one of the guys who was actually actively looking for any cryptid he could. Mm-hmm. He was an oil millionaire, I believe. Yeah, oil had tycoon a had a bunch of money, so he was just funding trips everywhere. He had, mm-hmm. and he actually, I think he was behind uh, the Pangboch hand, the Bang- and uh, Jimmy Stewart yeah, getting the, that, yeah. the Yeti hand out. Uh, but he was actually. He died in a plane crash. What? From he was coming back from Canada. He was actually doing a training, uh, a hunting trip, looking for Bigfoot. Ugh. In Canada, he's over Montana, and his, the something happens, and the plane crashes. But what's crazy is they said that the wreckage was like disintegrated. Like really? So yeah. Caught fire or something? Maybe it caught fire, or maybe a UFO shot him. Maybe he had a Bigfoot, Ma- and it oh. used its magic powers. It was just like self-destruct mode. Activate. Yeah, dude, you never know. 
They're just walking time bombs. I didn't know that. But yeah, so uh, times Tom Spl- uh, Tom Slick dies. Uh, um, so may he rest in peace and for all crazy. all the money he helped try to get uh, excavations going and Avengers. Jasmine's blowing my mind right now because not only is she eating grapes while recording the podcast, but she has torn paper <laughs> silently, magically, Whoa. somehow. Whoa. <laughs> I tore off a piece of paper to get some gunk out from under my fingernails. But how did you steal it? How did you do that silent? I just don't. I... And it's actually ripped from the Ivan T. Sanderson book. I am a multitasker, oh you guys. I eat food. You don't know what I'm doing behind this mic. You can't see. We ain't got a camera. All yeah. that matters is what you hear. Not yet. <laughs> Welcome to Cryptic Campfire. Oh. I have the Patterson-Gimlin film. Mm. Uh, 1967, so a mere five years after Tom Slick passed away. I just bit into a grape right in front of the microphone, and <laughs> for all of our ASMR gonna, friends, I see something. Uh-oh. I see something. Ready? Ready? <laughs> yeah, there it is. It. Uh, all right. Now, sorry. now, now filmed in Fudo Vision. So, these two, these two cowboys. Well, are we talking about this now, or are we saving that for? We're, well, I'm just going through kind of the timeline okay, cool. here. I'm just giving a little brief. You know, two little cowboys. Went out there to Bluff Creek in Northern California. They filmed this video, the famous video mm-hmm. of Sasquatch. When you think of Bigfoot, most people, I think, think of this video. Oh, yeah. Because they've all seen it somehow. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, when it came out, it just blew people's rocks off. Actually, not really. But... <laughs> it got everyone's rocks off, too, because that, <laughs> that Bigfoot is stacked. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I guess the, I don't know about you. Cause I'm, just, I kind of switched gears. I went straight too. into just popular culture. Yeah. Not so much into sightings. Well, I, I think we should go into the theories. Well, okay. Can I? We'll we'll get into that. Cause the '70s was a weird time for Bigfoot. Oh because yeah. Because the the beginning of the '70s, the 1972 documentary called "The Legend of Boggy Creek," mm. uh, and that kind of like really like kicked off the whole the whole thing Bigfoot mania I, I actually I'm sorry Alex I watched it recently oh I know I'll watch it again with you because okay. I love it but yeah. it, it it does a really weird thing where it only talks about uh, Bigfoot sightings that happen to young women when there are no men in the house uh-huh. so it kind of paints them as a sexual predator mm. and I guess several other documentaries during the 70s did the same thing yeah but then I read about that. In the 80s, it changed. Mm-hmm. I, I think that might be a carryover uh, because let me double check real quick. I think that might be a carryover because we're talking about, uh, was it 19? <clears throat> when did the the Bigfoot hoax story that kicked it all off happen? Was that 19? It was in the 50s. In the 58. 58? Yeah. Um, so 58. Okay, so that the idea that Bigfoot might be like a you know a bit of a, a naughty man, yeah, uh, comes from uh, after I believe in the late sixties, early seventies. Uh, oh yeah, a couple years after Patterson film, a sensational headline bo- headline of the National Bulletin screamed, "I was raped by the abominable snowman." Oh my lord! Yikes! And this woman re- recounts uh, Helen Westering claims she uh, was in Bemidji, M- Minnesota. And a Bigfoot showed up and hypnotized her with its pink eyes. So this is not with the its, first time. With its pink eyes? Yeah, apparently it had pink eyes. And uh, 
It uh, be careful, guys. Big uh, Bigfoot's got pink eye. He's got pink eye. <laughs> Apparently, he does not take no for an answer. Oh my lord! But he uh, he showed up, hypnotizer, did the deed. Yikes! Uh, but apparently she shot him. What shot him? Yeah. So while it's going to town on her, she first. Cut, oh my she, gosh, she Alex! Cut, the imagery, please. Well, she was hypnotized and she comes out of it. Gotcha. And then uh, she reached over because she she had a gun because to, to protect herself because she lived by herself. Of course. And shot it in the right eye. And then uh, as it unfolded, uh, I believe uh, some bigwig from Hollywood showed up and bought the body. From her, and then what? took it up, took oh, it this, on tour. Is it the Minnesota Iceman? Yeah, this is the story of the Minnesota Iceman. Yeah, oh, we'll talk about. We'll, we'll go into it a little bit more, but I that that's I did just not a, know all that. A little bit of appetizer of Minnesota Iceman. Uh, and but when I think, did that happen? Uh, late uh, three years after the Gimlet, uh, Patterson Gimlin film. Oh, and so like 1970. About yeah, yeah. so maybe that's where it kind of the from. idea comes from of Bigfoot. Uh, starting his own Me Too movement, you know, like yeah. So, so, but that's the Minnesota Ice Man. He's a very naughty man, uh, and he got what's coming to him. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess in the '80s, everyone just kind of forgot about it because Bigfoot became an environmentalism hero. Mm-hmm. He was all about protecting the environment and saving animals. Only you can prevent forest fires. Yep. <laughs> then, he's buddies with Smokey the Bear. He's, yeah, exactly. They're drinking buddies. <laughs> And, and they ironically get drunk and forget their lit cigarettes and start fires. <laughs> what? What is this? That's, that's my whole... This uh, is Cryptid si- Campfire. That's Cryptid Campfire Cinematic Universe. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> uh, but what better way to picture Bigfoot as an environmentalism hero than the movie Harry and the Hendersons. Yes, sir. Which came out in 1987, 20 years after the Patterson-Gimlin film. Wow. But... Harry and the Hendersons is probably my favorite Bigfoot movie of all time. I've seen it so many times. And stay tuned in the next couple of weeks because we will be doing another one of our Cryptid Campfire movie Goes reviews. Goes to the movies. Yeah, we're going to be watching Harry and the Hendersons in week six of this eight-week journey. Yeah. Yeah, brah. So it's going to be awesome. We're going to get down with John Lithgow. But then everyone kind of forgot about him in the 90s. I guess he wasn't extreme enough. No. Uh, but then he came back in full force in the 2000s with Jack Link's Jerky. Oh, yeah. Because, <laughs> like, for a while, you know, you were saying Harry yeah, Hendersons just... came out, then Bigfoot, you know, other than uh... random references here and there and TV show. And then 2000s hit, and they're like, hey, you know who's the most extreme Vokes person ever? Bigfoot. Bigfoot. Oh, but you yeah. know what we're going to do? We're going to be addicted to Bigfoot and not let him have Jack Link's Beef Jerky. Because the whole the whole point of those commercials, they're like, hey, Sasquatch, look what I got. And he's mm-hmm. like, oh? He's oh. like, I'm only a, a 12-foot-tall giant who could rip your arms off. <laughs> Don't mind me. Uh, but uh, there's also, uh, the six uh, going a little bit back, uh, I believe in the 70s, there's the $6 million man. There's an episode where he meets Bigfoot. Oh, is there? Played by Andre the Giant. Oh, <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's dope. And it turns out, spoiler for a thing that's, what, over 50 years old, uh, Bigfoot was a bionic creature created by aliens. Whoa. Yeah. Nice. And they're trying to sabotage the Earth by making earthquakes happen. Wild. Yeah. Hold up, hold up. What? Yeah. It's a whole conspiracy. Yeah. The, the, the 2000s has a bunch of movies, random movies. Yeah. You know, it's a... I, I'll, I'll tentatively say good because it's entertaining. There's this movie called Strange Wilderness. Okay. 
uh, we have to watch it sometime. Okay. Because it's about, it's Steve Zahn, uh, and he's a host for, like, this little nature documentary show. Because mm-hmm. his dad was the start of it, and then he, but he's kind of a goof, and, like, he, he's like, hey, look at these turtles, and they play, and they'll start juggling the turtles and stuff. But they're, the, the ratings are going down. They're like, we gotta save the show. They're like, we should find Bigfoot. Oh, no. So it's them, and Jonah Hill's in it. Jonah <laughs> Yeah. And it's pretty great. We gotta watch it, because it's pretty funny. So I'd say Cryptic Campfire recommends Watch Strange Wilderness with Steve Zahn for a Bigfoot movie. Tight. Yeah. Yeah. But he's basically been a horror monster for a little bit. For until recently. Mm-hmm. And now he's showing up in a bunch of kids' movies. Yeah, yeah. he is. Animated movies. We had Smallfoot, Missing Link, mm-hmm. Abominable's coming out yeah, soon, I believe. Yeah, there's There's also another Abominable from 2006 in which... Oh, is it is the, a horror movie? Is it? The, I think it's a Sci-Fi Channel original. Is it? I think so. Gross. If it's the one I'm thinking about. But yeah, Bigfoot's uh, been through a lot of different things in pulp culture. Um, but I'm glad to see that. I I think Bigfoots are pretty easygoing. You know, mm-hmm. the general stance seems to be like unless you come in and start wrecking their me- making a mess of all their stuff. Yeah, like they're just down to hang out, relax. You know. I mean, it's not it's not that hard to believe that that Bigfoot's out there, or that. I guess should we come to what we think? Well, we might as well because there's. I mean, while we don't have a lot of proof, there's a lot of scientific theory that makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. coming from some very smart, well-educated, well-respected people in the field. Share with us. So, the first one, uh, I've never heard of this person before, but. Uh, Grover Krantz. Oh, we talked. We, we just, just mentioned, mentioned it. right, right, right. Yeah. But before today, he's from Sesame Street. Grover. The, no. yeah. um, so he's a professor of physical anthropology at Washington State University. Uh-huh. Uh, he he believed in Sasquatch. So his working theory was that Sasquatch was part of the hominid family, the same one that humans shared with apes. Uh, and was a descendant of the thought-to-be-long-extinct humongous primate species that once lived in Asia, appropriately named Gigantopithecus. Yeah! Uh, so at some point millions of years ago, it had crossed the Bering Strait when it was still a land bridge into North America, uh, and then it eventually evolved in its own species. Unfortunately, Kranz did die in 2002, uh, but he was... Complex figure in the eyes of the scientific community because he was highly respected for his work in primate evolution, yet obviously, unfortunately, mocked for his belief in Bigfoot. Mm. Yeah, I mean it, it's only the fact that well we have proof that there are giant apes running around before. Yeah, and now I think they still exist. You're crazy, man. It's, I know. It's You're cra- nuts. Can I just make a quick note because I've I researching this, reading these books. It, it happens over and over and over again. And John Green brings it up when Bigfoot was, like, really starting to pick up. Mm-hmm. The fact that some of these people who've seen Bigfoot or have evidence of Bigfoot will literally go out of their way to try to bring evidence to scientists, and mm-hmm. the scientists don't want to look at it. They, yeah, they're like, ah. Nothing. And he poses a very interesting question. He's like, these people are going out conducting not really experiments but like discovering things Mm -hmm. and now they want answers to it they want to study it and people are the scientists are saying no so who are the real scientists yeah who are the real scientists Mm. well i also have a quote from jane goodall who if you don't i don't know who she is (laughs) (laughs) so highly respected like scientist biologist working the gorillas for a while Yeah, gorillas so jane goodall she was interviewed uh and she was asked 
on whether she believes Bigfoot exists. And this quote is kind of long, but I'm, I'm going to read it because it is really interesting. Um, so she says, We haven't solved the mystery of whether Bigfoot exists, and you know, it's so peculiar. I want to believe there is a creature, whether it's a Yeti, whether it's a Sasquatch, whether it's the Yowie in Australia or the Wild Man in China. My best story, which I'll tell very quickly, I went to a place in Ecuador, flew over miles and miles of untouched rainforest, landed with a little community of about 30 people, and in the area, there were six, seven such little communities. And the only communication between them were these hunters who went from village to village with news. And so I asked a translator, next time you see one of these hunters, ask them if they've seen a monkey without a tail. That's all I said. So this guy had no idea why I was asking, and about six months later, I received a reply that four of the hunters had... And they're all separate from each other. They'd all seen monkeys without tails, and they walked upright and were about six foot tall. That's pretty amazing, isn't it? So that's what Jane Goodall says. That's a little personal story from her about what some of these these very like secluded people mm-hmm. who don't communicate with each other have seen something similar. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just since we're on the topic of believing or not... I have I have some some survey results. Unfortunately, they're from the year 2007, so they're probably changed by this point. But as of 2007, uh, there was a survey conducted. Only 16% of Americans said that Bigfoot absolutely or probably exists, mm-hmm. with 44% responding probably not, and 40% saying that they absolutely do not exist. Yeah, that's but like sad. I said, that's probably a little outdated. Also, then again, it's 2007. Yeah, like. <laughs> That was, that was before uh, movies got good. Yeah, that was before <laughs> movies got good. I definitely, me personally, I do think, I do believe mm-hmm. in Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. I just, uh, there's, the Pacific Northwest is a very large region. I have some notes on it. Uh, did you know there's actually four mountain ranges in the Pacific Northwest? Really? Four of them, which is like. In, th- in fact, the Columbia River, which flows through the Cascades. What does that mean? Oh, the Cascade Mountain Range. Yeah. The Cascade Mountain Range. So, the Cascades. It goes through the dish soap, the Cascade. It goes, this river has more water flow than any other river in the lower 48 United States. Mm-hmm. So, it's like, there's large rivers, there's four mountain ranges up there. They have some of the oldest trees in the world, mm-hmm. like the, the, the giant sequoias, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, it just seems like, and if you look at where apes live... Like the other great apes mm-hmm. in terms of Africa, and just they live in the valleys, they live in the mountains. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it stands to reason. I mean, they're not like suited to climb trees, obviously. Mm-hmm. But you, how are you gonna climb a giant sequoia? Like it's not possible. Yeah. So these things have adapted otherwise. Yeah. To be bipedal, and it just and they have double foot, which helps with gripping the terrain. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about that next week, a little bit more. But it just, it makes sense to me that there's apes out there. We've coexisted with apes in the past, and it's, for some reason, taboo to think that we exist with other bipedal apes nowadays. Yeah, I mean, apes strong, apes forever, man. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I I believe Bigfoot, like, wholeheartedly. I'm like, yeah, Uh, I'm down. I'm down. Bigfoot, take me now. I want to live with you guys, (laughs) eat some fishes, hanging out. Uh, you know, it sounds pretty dope. I wonder if Bigfoot has access to technology. 
Like, what if what if there was a group of Sasquatches sitting out in the forest around their own campfire right now, listening to Cryptid Campfire, nodding their heads, going, "You know what? We like these guys. Yeah. They know what's going on." Yeah. Yeah. Uh, give us a like on uh, Instagram, Bigfoots, and we'll give you one back. Now I'm I'm I don't know why it wouldn't be a thing. Mm-hmm. Like it just. I mean, there's crazier things in the world. Like this isn't like yeah. Bigfoot's not a. I don't see why it's he's, so hard to believe. I, I mean, know. I'm not going to sit here. He's not that far out of a concept. <laughs> no, it's I'm, not. I'm not gonna, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and, like, wave my finger at you and be like, Bigfoot's real. Yeah. But, like, why? I mean, yeah. it makes sense. Like, oh, oh. wow. I, Eli, thought, I he, thought it was raining. He looked oh. like he just had a Jimmy Neutron brain blast. <laughs> Got a blast. <laughs> <laughs> it was my shoe. <laughs> it sounded like rain. I was like, is it raining again? Sorry, Jimbo. You can't bring that Bigfoot into the house. But yeah, I uh, think uh, we're getting ready to kind of close down. Yeah, That's like, a, a good... We established a good base camp. Good there base was a home. lot going on in this episode. Mm. Hopefully it wasn't too much. But yeah. that's why we're taking so much time. Like We're taking a full eight weeks to talk mm. about Bigfoot mm-hmm. because there's that. I guess technically seven, since one of the weeks is going to be a movie review. But there's literally so much information about Bigfoot. And I think that's one of the reasons that we didn't tackle it in our first tome. Mm -hmm. Because, like, I mean, you think Cryptid Campfire, you you think, oh, it's a podcast about cryptids. They're obviously going to talk about Bigfoot. But we didn't didn't talk about it right away. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think it would have been too much for us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, look at our Bronze Age episode. Uh, We were like, we got this hand down. So there's a lot to Bigfoot, and I in this episode I know we we hit a lot of topics, mm-hmm. but we're gonna go through them um, each week and mm-hmm. you know peel it back and be like, you know, so you'll be joining us as we, and then you'll be like, oh, I remember that was the one they talked about this, and now we're mm-hmm. finally talking about you know. Yeah, they're gonna study these tapes for years. Just yeah, like, might as well just tell you guys now what the kind of outline for this is. So obviously today, first episode, uh, was kind of like a. Theories, legends, general overview. Uh, next week, as we've already mentioned, we're going to be going deeper into the Patterson-Gimlin footage mm-hmm. uh, at Bluff Creek, which is where you know most of the craziness and hype for Bigfoot came from because of this this footage. After that, we'll be going more into evidence, so talking about footprints, sounds, uh, hard uh, evidence. Other videos. Yeah, mm-hmm. scientific proof, recordings, pictures, all of that. Week four, we're going to be talking about missing 411 cases, which I actually haven't looked at at all. But, uh, Some crazy stuff. Yeah. yeah uh, missing people apparently tied to Bigfoot. Mm. Week five, we will be getting a little risky talking about government cover-up uh, for Bigfoot. Okay, uh, can I make a note about that? Sure. I've been staring at that. I forgot the outline, and I was looking at Alex's note. And from the way he wrote it, it looks like gout versus Bigfoot. <laughs> and I'm it's dogman. Just, uh, I'm ve- I'm very lazy with my V's. I just I I was like I don't remember discussing government. Uh, government. I, I, we were gonna be talking about the the diet of big feet of Bigfoots <laughs> and how they combat gout (laughs) and then after that we're going to be uh giving a little overview of the different kind of breeds of of bigfoot that might exist so we're gonna put all his cousins out there yeah skunk apes the yeti different species all of that and then we're gonna finish it off in uh week eight 
I think you skipped Harry. I Anderson. think I did. I, yeah. so I after just the skipped government, over it. After the government, it's in there Bigfoot. somewhere. After that insanity, we'll be taking a cool, yeah. cool off period and uh-huh. watching Harry and Henderson. Oh, yeah. And then we're gonna finish it off really fun in week eight, where we talk about Bigfoot and possible connections to UFOs. Oh yeah. So that's what you guys have ahead of you for Bigfoot month. It's a little longer than month, but we've been talking it up yeah. all in our previous thirty episodes. So. We took some time on that hiatus. We figured out what we were going to do with this. We drew an outline. We've got some notes. Uh, it's it's Bigfoot month slash Bigfoot mountain because it covers. Yeah. It, it's like it's like two months. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So we didn't time it as well. <laughs> but what the heck? It's it's every month is Bigfoot month. Every if you month. believe in yourself. If you what? <laughs> or if you're Bigfoot. Yeah. But yeah, you know, thank you for listening, guys. Uh, my name is Alex Daikaiju. You can find me at the social medias, Instagram, Twitter, mm-hmm. at Alex Daikaiju. That's Alex, D-A-I-K-A-I-J-U. Uh, and we're on Twitter now, too, Crypto Campfire. And what except, about... except the name is actually Campfire Cryptid, is isn't it? it? I think, yeah, when yeah, you signed is. up. I thought you did that on purpose. Yeah, we have, a running, we have a running joke that... Uh, that Eli has another podcast called Campfire, Campfire Cryptid. Cryptid. So but... my other podcast Whoa. is on. Yeah. yeah, I <laughs> thought you... you did that on purpose. Oh, dude. no. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, well, Are you going to change it? Uh, if I can. Yeah, yes, you I'll... can edit your Okay, I'll probably it. change it. Yeah, so by the time this by the time this episode hits, it'll be at Cryptid Campfire okay. on Twitter. Can you change it? <laughs> I think you so. I think you can do it like two that. times before they say, no more changes. Oh, okay. I think sure. you can change it way more than that, actually. I, I have I no know. idea. I've but never you definitely can change it. Okay, cool. <laughs> can you give me a tutorial on how to change mine? Yeah, sure. Because I don't like All you mine. have to do is go to settings and change your username. <sighs> Once I click settings, it has all those options. What do you want to change it to? Words. Give me your phone. I'll do it later. No, we'll do it in a second. All right. So then you can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram. My username is the same on both uh, platforms. It's at Jasmine Maywith. J-A-S-M-I-N-E-M-A-E-W-I-T-H. And if you... My name's Eli Watson... I'm I'm the fun one of the group, guys. No, I'm yeah. Uh, You're the wacky one. I run the Instagram, the Cryptid Campfire Instagram. That's probably the best way to reach me mm-hmm. or my personal Insta if you really feel like it. See if you can dig that up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I just want to make a quick note, and I'll keep reminding you every single week, but I'm going to a Bigfoot festival in Oregon in August, August 17th. Uh, it's the third annual Bigfoot festival. I will be there. Representing Cryptid Campfire. Yeah. yeah! Oh my gosh, imagine that whoop, someone whoop. shows up who listens. That'd be awesome. So, I'll be there, and so and that'll be like right after Bigfoot month. Bigfoot yeah. Bigfoot Mountain pretty is much. over. So. so relevant. Yeah. Eli's just oh, yeah. going to be walking through the convention, and someone's going to be like, Yo, Eli, are you is, are you from Cryptid Campfire? That'd be sicko. Like, yeah, follow us on Instagram. Yeah, if you guys <laughs> are going to that event, send, send the Instagram a message and let Eli know that you're going to be there. Yeah. yeah. Maybe take some pics and stuff for the gram. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be doing a vlog. Yeah, yeah. And um, you can always email us at cryptocampfirepodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. If you got any comments, concerns, cool stories, anything you want to see us cover, hit that up. Yes. And uh, I think that's about it. That's about it. We'll see you next week. week We're we... talking about some more cool Bigfoot stuff. And we continue hiking up this mountain. Yes, sir. Whoop, whoop. Bring your trail mix. <laughs> and your hiking shoes.